Welcome to Two Guys, a Girl, and the podcast. We're going to be talking about um, Umbrella Academy Season 3. We're going to be doing the first five episodes of that series instead of just one at a time. And um, yeah, so let's uh, get going. My name is Ken. Jeff. Julia. So before we get into Umbrella Academy Season 3, so yeah, any, any Doctor Who news? Yes, Neil Any, Patrick anything Harris. Anything on the horizon? Oh, and yes, Neil right. Patrick Harris has been cast as in the as the villain in the 60th anniversary special, and it's rumored he's playing the Celestial Toymaker. Oh, that ought to be great! God, I love him. I've seen a lot of uh, filming uh, pictures that are filming outside, and it just looks like really, really good. Yeah. Now, it, he, you know, considering he's got this reputation of being such a. a Charming, funny, happy. He plays creepy really well. I don't know if you guys watched the Lemony Snicket things, but he was creepy. Is that him? He, was, he played a yeah. He played a, uh, another. He played a villain somewhere else too that I just watched recently. I can't remember, but he does villains pretty good. Yeah. So now I guess there's a rumor going around that there might be more than one special. Like we're gonna get a whole year of specials with David Tennant. It was also rumored that Matt Smith was seen in Cardiff recently. Yeah. But that might just be coincidence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So be interesting to see what they do on this um, off season while we're while we're waiting for the other show to. We've gotten more news on the special that's not going to air until next year than we have for Jody's last episode. We don't even know when that's going to air. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I was like, wow, they just given up on her last as eh, she'll just air it, get it get it over with, and hey look, David Tennant. And then well, Shooty thereafter. <laughs> there actually there's like a video of Shooty working out at the gym. I'm like, man, that guy is like freaking ripped. He used so, to be known as the ripped doctor. <laughs> so I'm not gonna get into the details too much, but if there are gonna be a bunch of David Tennant specials and they're bringing in um uh Patrick Neal Harris and all that. It feels like it's kind of like, and we're hearing a lot about it. It feels like they're kind of trying to, you know, garner some interest in the, you know, bring people back. In other words, mm. and you know, if if they can create a year's worth of really really good Doctor Who episodes with whomever, David Tennant, Matt Smith, or whatever, then maybe by the time the show comes back for its its regular stuff in you know five to ten years it, it'll it'll actually be you know people will be interested in it so um it's probably a good move and and i think um russell t davis is good at that promotion well and i i do think probably bringing dave david Tennant back for at least one or two and with with um catherine tate catherine tate you know they were that's like everybody's that was- companion they're very popular yeah i mean it might revive some interest i i mean you know I, i've said this before my kid stopped watching doctor who when matt smith left he didn't even watch the capaldi stuff oh. and uh he's and then the rest followed when jody would yeah and like, I mean, it's, it's it's fallen off every time every new doctor yeah. since matt smith left and i don't know i think it'll be Think it'll be better to have david Tennant in for at least one but maybe a couple yeah, yeah. if anything russell's good at 
promoting it too. I mean, Chibnall didn't promote. I mean, yeah, he's they, already they, Russell's already started doing his Doctor Who magazine thing. He's like, hey, look, I'm doing my mag Doctor magazine thing, and where he goes, where I've revealed the name of the last companion and stuff like that, and, and now he's getting. I heard he was, I heard he was going to reboot the, you know, the after show where they talk about yeah the Doctor Who Confidential and yeah, Moffat and did good at you know promoting, but Chibnall did. No, I don't know if it was just him or it was just him and BBC just didn't do anything. Yeah, I like, don't know. They did like, nothing. It seemed like Chibna was so not fan friendly. Didn't like really. Yeah, it's almost like why did you take over this show if you don't like the show? <laughs> it's too bad because maybe more people would have been interested if he promoted it more. I well, know. I mean, I mean, you can't say bad writing, but yeah. Even still, he's not out there saying, hey, look, Jody's doing this this week, and we got this coming, that guest star coming in, and ooh, we got these villains. He doesn't do, didn't do any of that. Yeah. 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 But if, if, everyone, if everyone identifies it as being not that good, then when they come out and say, oh, this is amazing, we're bringing all these things, everyone's going to be like, oh, yeah, why, right, whatever. But he never white even noise. did that before her first episode either. It was just like... Well, they promoted her. They had a few promotions. I mean, they had that Jadun thing in the airport. Um, you know, they had a few, but they didn't do a lot. They didn't do a blitz the way they did with Matt Smith. That's for sure. He was all over the place. Yeah, and then Capaldi and Jenna Coleman, didn't they do the around the, the promotion around, around the world? Yeah, they did they, a ton yeah. of stuff. They were on talk shows. They, you know... I never saw um, that Jodie Whittaker was going to be on any talk shows, not even in the UK. I mean, she might have been, but, you know, I didn't see her on Graham Norton, and that's where everybody goes. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So maybe Russell T. Davis will be more dedicated to the show and and not, whatever, take forever to... The more product you come out, eventually you're going you're gonna to do something right. I mean, it, yeah, it would be nice if they would come out every year like normal TV shows do. <laughs> yeah. yep. But they know what they're doing, not, and um, we'll get there, you know. Eventually. Yeah. I'll be, uh, my, my wheelchair will have come in by then. I'll be wheeling around the neighborhood watching Doctor Who. <laughs> Anyways, <clears throat> um, so what have we been doing or watching or reading recently anything good i've been watching obi-wan which was really really good and strange new star trek strange new worlds which has been really good too it's like better than the other stuff that they've been trotting out with the yeah. star trek name on it yeah, strange new worlds is the closest thing to star trek classic we've ever had it's been absolutely spectacular the other shows picard and Discovery are not even in the same conversation. No. <clears throat> I've been watching this show on the BBC called Sherwood, which is a surprise, surprise, a mystery. It is excellent, and it has, like, every British actor known to man. Um, David Morrissey, who's in Doctor Who. Um, it's, just, it's just great. I don't know when it's going to be available on a streaming service in the U.S., but... When it comes out, you should watch it because it's really good. Is it um contemporary? Yes. Spy. Yeah, it's just set in Nottingham. 
dr crime drama yeah so no robin hood then because it's called sure it's no robin hood thing it's about um uh it's about it's about miners and the strike in 84 and the the people who crossed the picket line and the people who didn't and the police who had to hold back the picketers from storming the gates and stuff who were members of the community and then the metropolitan police who came up to uh help out because it was it was such a bad situation the issues that happened around there and then the repercussions that are still happening you know currently because of it it's just it's just really really good really good and you'll recognize everybody i mean just about everybody in it you'll be like oh yeah i spent the first like 20 minutes on imdb pausing going to imdb pausing going to imdb yeah um i mean stranger things um my I wife and I, it, yeah. yeah, my wife okay. and I stood up last or stood up later last night to watch the um, the two and a half hour final section. So is it just I, one episode that they released or they released two episodes? Two. One's an hour and a half and the other one's two and a half hours. So I've only watched the first two episodes of the new season. Yeah, um, me too. I, I, I so <laughs> it scared me so bad. I just get bored real quick. I was like, oh, OK, I'll watch some of this later. It just seems like same old, same old, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I think this is the best season so far. Um, maybe not as, you know, compared. Well, the first episode, the first season was probably the best per se, but this one is amazing in, in my opinion anyways. But, um, and I would have easily watched them. All. If I, if it was just me watching them, I probably would have watched them in a day or two. But, you know, I watch it with my wife, so we watch it during our time that we're watching. So. Um, and she didn't want to stay up later last night, but we got wrapped up in it. And it's like, okay, we'll, we'll watch the rest. Um, and we were taking our time with the first part because we didn't want to wait a long time for the second part to, parts to come out. But um, yeah, and um, I watched the. I know, Jeff, you watched the Minions movie. Um, what drive-in theater was that that you watched? That was in Mansfield, Connecticut. Okay. And they had more than one screen there. It was, it was, it was yeah. like, they had that going on. They had the Buzz Lightyear movie. And they had another movie I didn't recognize. And and then after that, after the, the Minions, they were showing Jurassic Park. Which was like already 11:30. I was like, I ain't gonna make it to like one in the morning to for this. So yeah, we they, so we left after the minions. They're not doing the drive-in theater at, in West Springfield this year, so that sucks because I think we, we enjoyed it, and I, I don't necessarily want to travel a long distance to go to another drive-in. But so if anyone goes, bring you like a radio with you, so you yeah. don't use your car radio and kill your battery. Yeah, yeah, we purchased a radio. But it was so humid, so we had the car on anyway for the air conditioner. Mm -hmm. But apparently a lot of other people did too. <laughs> but it was cool. It was like people were tailgating. They had like the back of their cars open and they had like a little ra uh, radio that instead of using their car. It was kind of neat. Yeah. I love drive-ins. They're so fun. Mm -hmm. It was the first time I've been. I've never been to one. You're wow. kidding. Oh well, no, that, there's not that many around. I mean, it used to be one in Westfield when I was a kid, but that was. At... Did you ever go to one when you were a kid? No, this, oh, okay. this was the first time I went to one. We had one in my town when I was a kid. 
Yeah, there was one in Southampton, right? No, I grew up in Auburn. There's and, one in uh, Southampton. There's oh. one in Westfield near Hamden Ponds. There's still one on the Cape. There's still one up near the Mass Vermont like border. Yeah, Ashfield or something. Yeah. Yeah, and there's, there's one, one in Rhode so there was one in Oxford. Remember the Oxford one? Um, That's the Auburn Oxford drive-in. That's gone. It's a Walmart now. There's yeah, one in Leicester. The Leicester one. Uh, as a kid, I used to go to that all the time. The Leicester one. Oxford was the double one. They had one facing. Yep. Toward yeah, we used to drive that by that one a lot. I don't think we ever went to that one, but we went to the Leicester one. That I grew up like in that drive-in theater. It was. I have really good memories of that. I'm surprised it was. It's still open. There's I still one too. in Rhode Island too. There's one in Yeah, Maryland. there is. Yep. Um, but yeah, my I took my my wife who I'd never been and my daughter obviously who I'd never been last year to the one that was in, at the Big E, and it was pretty neat experience. We brought a little portable radio, um, but it wasn't loud as loud as it could have been. So we, you know, but it was it was kind of neat. Mm. Um, but anyways, <coughs> we'll do a podcast on driving theaters. Um, 20,000 leagues under the sea. It was, I remember that because it was raining, and but we were still watching the movie in the drive in. It was pretty cool. So let's go back, let's get into Umbrella Academy because we're moving on here. Um, mm. we're taking as long as the BBC does sometimes on some of this stuff. So, anyways, uh, when we left off. The uh, our Umbrella Academy group has been supplanted by the Sparrows. Yeah, the Sparrows aren't very nice people. No, <laughs> they're not. Or what's um, left of them? <laughs> so of course, right away they have a fight, right? Mm -hmm. Well, <laughs> sort of. The girl Jamie has this disgusting special power where she can spit hallucinogenic spit and um luther luther gets hit with a luther and and he they they have a dance off to footloose which was really hilarious to watch that was uh, and it was so choreographed good they're all like in sync and stuff it was really well done yeah i watched a little um video of of them like rehearsing they rehearsed that for ever forever so they really did a good job with it. It was funny, but I did spend the first five minutes going, what the hell is going on? What is happening here? Well, five gets, um, he gets affected too. And he's like, sees, mannequin. sees Dolores, mannequin. Yeah. And then one of them goes, one of the sparrows goes, are they all perverts? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Yeah, but then they then it does actually break into a fight, and the uh, umbrellas get their asses handed to them. Until Victor uses her power, uh, uses his powers, and goes boom. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, they basically run away. The Hotel Obsidian, which a lot of the people that are there look like historical dead, yeah I mean, historical dead rock and rolls i mean i swear one of them is tom petty one of them i looks said like, the same thing one of them looks like teddy roosevelt kind of sort of yeah a, um what's the guy's name the punk guy um iggy pop iggy pop 
Yeah. Kind of weird. He's not weird. dead, though. Yeah, he's not dead. No, but... But, but yeah. it, so, did look, it did look like... Um, I'm still trying to figure out who the, the, two, the couple is, the man and the woman that look like they're super rich. Yeah, I, I don't know if they're supposed to be anybody or if they're just there. Oh, well, I'm waiting to... See them periodically. I'm just waiting to find out what what the you know. There's no explanation. They're just like observing, and they never get involved. They're never that shocked about what's going on. Even the the guy that's the the caretaker or whatever, he just kind of, oh look, there's the sound of explosions. Oh, oh well, you know, it's a really interesting hotel. I know, I read somewhere the comic book is more interesting than the the, the series because um, they get into more detail. But it's and and some of the rooms are designed with a the design of their carpeting or their their um, wallpaper is the same design as in the shining the the famous um, carpet with uh, that <gasps> same type of design really creepy i noticed that speaking of the shining the, the bartender guy just passed away not that long ago right he was in yeah. the shining yeah. yeah a few days ago um joe turkle he was in blade runner yeah so um, they, they go uh the the hotel I don't know the hotel is interesting the first episode you're left really wondering what the deal is like is the caretaker a good guy is he a bad guy you don't really know yet he's got this weird little dog now is that a set or are they actually filming at a hotel oh I think it's a set because it looks pretty cool I'm like if this is real I need to go there yeah it, it it's way too elaborate for it to be a real place yeah unless they found an old setting of a hotel and you know, otherwise, if it's it can't be a real hotel because they're blowing things up and everything. But yeah. <laughs> um, and we get introduced early on, and I didn't figure out who it was until they kind of revealed it. Um, that guy with the old he, he has a briefcase and yeah. he gets he's listening. He has sandwiches and he's listening to audio tapes all the time. It, ASMR tapes. They're like. Like homemade ASMR tapes. Yeah. Relaxation. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't click until he killed half the sparrows and Victor said who it was. And I was just like, Yeah, but that's what it's a few episodes down. You're getting ahead of things. I know. <laughs> Ken said he couldn't, didn't figure that was, Well, but we're doing all five at once, right? Or are we doing it in one? Well, kind of, kind of try to go in order. Yeah, we so, can. I mean, we could jump ahead a little bit if we, if, if we have to, you know, I, whatever. Let's just keep going with the flow here. Um, yeah, I didn't know who it was. I was like, who's this old dude? <laughs> old dude that looks like looks like Daniel Craig. I'm just like, who is this guy? And he I'm signs like, his name as Lester Pocket. Yeah. Which didn't make any sense. A lot of good quotes, obviously. Umbrella Academy always has good quotes. You know, we just lost a fight to the village people. And <laughs> why is everyone looking at us? And, um, you know, just the usual stuff. As usual, they're good as chemistry. I, the formula, we've talked about this before, Umbrella Academy has this formula that usually ends with there's a there's gonna be in the end of the of the world, or or in this case, maybe more. And everyone's like, oh, and then they go off and do their own thing, and it's like <laughs> there's never a their priorities are always messed up. And this is the same thing. They they do and if you're bored of that formula then you're like, oh boy, not again. But they always do a good job because the characters are so funny. 
and mm -hmm. engaging and they've mixed characters together again they they put some of the characters together that that sometimes we don't ha see together that often and they like, work well together and only klaus can get chased off by the amish I was <laughs> like it was like start the car i was like oh man of course and he's like start the car kind of reminded me of like Indiana jones and he's like start the plane <laughs> yeah. Um, so, anyways, I guess that it's a there's a misunderstanding, and um, Vanya at the time Vanya wants to meet up with um, Marcus Mark. and try to get things. And of course, that's never going to work because <laughs> everyone starts dying, and there's some sort of time anomaly starting to happen. And they all jump. To conclusions and they don't stop and think well that's that's par for the course for these guys that's what they even do even more so this time i'm just like going yeah. uh ben and raven girl there went down and saw this big yeah this big blue red orb and they and the the mother goes oh number one is it got killed by that thing and they all still think that the umbrella academy have their brother and i'm just like wait she just told you and you or just like I'm like wow. No, they don't think. I don't think they. They think that maybe. Well, in, in reality, well, they do because they still say, "Give us the brother." You know, give us no, the but they're they, they they know the brother's dead. They're just playing the game because the Umbrella Academy was doing the same thing. I, I don't think they. I, I don't think they think that unless they think that the Umbrella Academy created the the, the orb thing, which they technically kind of sort of did. Yeah. <laughs> Inadvertently, but yeah. yeah. And then five's still my favorite. He sits there and says, you know, wouldn't it be great to have brothers that don't eat like barn animals? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, five is still my favorite. I mean, he sees himself and he cuts the skin off his dead body. And I need this pattern. And he's like. <laughs> oh, anyways. Um, so people are starting to vanish. This orb thing that appears in the cellar of the of the sparrows house now. Um, you know, somehow it's affected the robot, the the uh, mother. It's her, her god. Yeah. Which is kind of odd. Not sure what's going on with that. Um, you know, the, the, the dog, Penny Crumb. Is it Penny Crumb, the dog? Penny Crumb, the I dog. don't see why they had to kill the dog. Well. They well, should have picked something else, like Tom Petty or somebody like that. Okay. Well, at first it was animals. It seemed like it was mostly animals, and then we started seeing more. It was a dog, and then the cows. Five notices all the cows in the field disappeared. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> this is uh, when the first episode is when Lila shows up with uh, Diego's 12-year-old son. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's like, hey, I'm dropping him off. I got stuff to do. And he's like, what? Um. So that was interesting. I think that added, um, it gave something, they're, they're giving everyone something to do as usual, and they do a really good job of that. It's not like Doctor Who where they can't give people, the companions, anything to do. So, no, go ahead. The Umbrella Academy, they gave each character, they have a, you know, Vanya's dealing with her, her things, and she decides to, um, you know, change her name to Victor and, and, do that and that's and she gets number five on the poster for the haircut or something yeah. like that a 10 blade 
Yeah. And um, Allison is still struggling with the idea that her, her daughter, it's, it's a different, we're in a different timeline, so everything's changed. They never existed, as we find out later on. But apparently in that timeline, it's okay to leave the door unlocked so strangers can walk in the middle of the night and well, look at your kid. She had the key still. They don't really show her how she got in. She just yeah. Also, she's just there, and they're like, "What are you doing here?" And the kid's like screaming, and I'm like, "Leave the doors unlocked in this this time zone." Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe. Um, and that just sets her off the edge, and she becomes really unlikable. Yeah, she, her character really gets kind of almost evil. She starts to manipulate people. She starts. Well, I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Can you blame again. her? I mean, she's lost I mean, what, her uh, husband. From the first timeline, now she finds out her kid isn't alive. What she did to Luther wasn't right. Well, that yeah, that's coming up. Let's. So, um, but the thing, the thing with Allison is, she wasn't with her daughter to begin with, and then she just kind of. Well, I'm not going to get into the, the character study of her, but she wasn't really completely obsessed with her sister her, her daughter the whole time it just seemed no because like in season one it just seemed like she didn't really she would like she, try calling she, and stuff but she did in the in the first season she did she kept trying to get back but her husband her ex-husband wouldn't let her mm. because she had used her powers on her daughter yeah and he won custody and the divorce and she was supposed to show up for her scheduled visitation and didn't because she was helping her siblings save the world yeah so she had had a relationship and and you know then the timeline thing changes she goes back to 1963 and is there for quite a few years because she's got enough time to get married yep oh, it's okay. so um but anyways, we have the setup in the first season, the first episode. It, it, you know, things are disappearing. People are disappearing. Uh, there is obviously a different timeline. They want to grab the briefcase back from the sparrows, which Lila gets this briefcase pretty quick. Anyways, right? She has she ends right. up with, with two briefcases, right? Yeah, the one that she well, was using. Broken, and then she steals the other one. Pretty easily, though. She just like walks in and walks out. <laughs> yeah. And again, well, she can mimic the, all the powers, has, right? She can mimic everybody's powers. So, yeah, she has the birds bring it to her. Yeah, and again, more misunderstanding the whole time they're trying to get that briefcase back. It's not even in the building, you know. And Lila's got it, and right. you know, so it's kind of it's funny how we're as the audience we're we're seeing that. Wait a minute. Why are they doing that? Because, but it's just funny because it's so, you know, they're here they are trying to do something and it's like, well, that's not going to work. And we already know the outcome of that. And, um, but that's the way the show is kind of designed. And um, so it's funny to see, see it that way. It's constructed in such a way that it's, it's not defeatism, but it's sort of like a, a method of, here they are trying to do something. We know it's they're they're not even doing it correctly because that's changed and this and that. But so um, and of course we're going to see more of them possibly fighting the sparrows. 
at one point. Like we're we're replaced by crows and cubes and <laughs> stuff like that. Venom spinning girl and yeah. makes you float girl and deformed looking guy who whose powers if you punch him it goes back on you, which is kind of neat. I think that's Alfon- Alfonso. Alphonse. I couldn't remember those Alphonse. other names. It's just like. Well, I have written down Faye for the crow. Yeah. Correct. Okay, and Ben. Faye I can't remember how she pronounces it. Faye or Faye. I can't. Sloan. Who's the one that's Luther's girlfriend now? Sloan. Sloan. Yeah. I have one written here that I can't. There's Jamie. She's the spitting girl. Yeah. And Christopher. Christopher. Yeah. Is the cube, which is <laughs> kind of weird. They yes, really, they, haven't, they haven't explained him yet. And the father is still alive in this one. Yes. Yes. But they leave him upstairs and get, they dope him up and just leave him in his room. Yeah. Which is, I get ahead of myself again. So then we move on to where Vanya finds out that the, they in this timeline. The umbrellas are known as the Kennedy Six, and that's when she decides to go cut her hair and um, change be, to be Victor. Good. Yep. Victor with a K. Victor with a K. And and now Victor wants the umbrellas to meet with Marcus so they can fix the timeline, but of course. Nobody else wants to do that. Five thinks that everything is fine. So he and Klaus. They oh, this are, is when Luther gets kidnapped. He's on his jog. And he's yeah. like, do, 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 do. <laughs> yeah, Luther gets kidnapped by the sparrows. Well, so five and Klaus go on a road trip. Um, five is retired, right? She, he World's just says, biggest ball of twine. <laughs> he's retired, yeah, and he wants to see all the roadside attractions. Yeah, and Klaus is trying to find his mother. Right. And um, so I don't think we found out that the mothers were killed yet. Well, no, we we kind of we know that his mother was killed on October first, nineteen eighty-nine, the the day he was born. Okay, so we we know we know that in the second episode they they already established because that. yeah because the Amish okay. lady, no, they, her sister they, no her sister told her that's when she died. Wait. Okay. Believe. When they got to the Amish, he found out, but he went to go look for her. His right, mother. Right, he right. thought he she he thought she was still alive. Right. Correct. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, and Lila tries to go back to the headquarters, mm. but her briefcase is broken, and that's when she takes the other briefcase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we find we find out Sissy died in 1989. On the day that all the kids were born. Really? Yeah, it was yep. October 1st, 1989. Oh, yeah, well, that's right, because that triggered, well, we find out out later on, but that triggered the, um, yeah, that's right. Um, this is when the pulse, another pulse from the swirling ball of rage happens. And the and cows die. The cows, and Five is waiting in the car for Klaus and sees it happen. And is pretty pissed off that, that yeah. the world is ending again. Yeah, I would be too. I mean, here he is trying to see the. He just saw the world's biggest ball of twine, and now, now he's got to go back and save the world. 
So um, let me ask you a question. This is nitpicking, but the car that they were in um, had a left side driver. That's I yeah. noticed that. I noticed All that. the cars have a left car's driver. Must be this world then. But they're driving on the right side of the road. No, I don't think they were. I think they're driving on the, the, the British side. Were they? Yeah, because when you get further along and Alice and Diego are driving, they're on the other side of the road. So why would that be the case? Because we uh, isn't the, the timeline would have changed because their mothers were killed and they weren't born. But why would that change what side of the road that they're driving on? I don't know. Well, time is all mixed up because the things happened. Because, you know, when they came back from 63, things got all screwed up. So did. Yes, but I thought it was because their mother, they weren't born. OK, so obviously something else, maybe something maybe. else. OK, because those sparrows are like. No, 1984. Big Brother's watching. If you see all those posters, we're watching you. Make sure you yeah. don't do anything wrong. That's because the sparrows are there instead of the Umbrella Academy, so they're a different type of of hero or whatever. They're probably better than the Umbrella Academy in terms of organization. They have a better. They have a gym. They have a nice gym, and <laughs> uh, but why would that mean that people drive? with a left side car. I don't know. So I know maybe it's an Easter egg that we all picked up on and maybe it'll be explained later. Maybe. You would think they would have as they sat in the car, you do think they would have said something like, huh, this is interesting. <laughs> but yeah. Because I don't remember that from last season. I thought, oh, well, maybe it was the car that they had last time, but they don't have the same car this time. Yeah. So uh so we discover at this point in this episode the it's the grandfather paradox and we got the whole we're starting to get more and more information here that this is what's happening and causing all the issues and stuff so we have a now we have kind of and we knew that going into this we we thought that you know obviously the timeline has been screwed up Um, what else is going on here? So, um, there was a scene that I liked in episode three where they were trying to, they, okay, they had an explanation of the grandfather paradox and they showed someone like dropping their coffee and the spray of the coffee stops and they're kind of going through this and then they show the the guy killing his grandfather and you see the blood splatter out and it stops it's kind of neat little parallel and then at the end they're all like actors and there's a stage and they all come up and they're like whatever it was kind of a neat way to show people what the grandfather paradox was um mm -hmm. so i like that scene a lot um don't be an elmer so i guess this is like a um an instructional thing that the commission has, has created or something. Don't be in yeah, a it's like a training video training, or a training yeah. play or something. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. they all come out and battle <laughs> at the end. Yeah. And Luther and Sloan are getting close. They um, they start hanging out with each other. They're still not 100% sure if they're 
one of them is using the other. There might be some Sloan might be using Luther a little bit, but she's falling for him and he's a little slow sometimes, but picks Luther up on goes to the guy selling the newspaper stand. I do sex now. <laughs> oh yeah. And, he's, and then that's when we see those people disappear and he picks up some condoms or whatever extra ones. Um, and runs away really quickly so he doesn't get caught. Uh, Luther makes Luther gives me secondhand embarrassment sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he's the brother that you're kind of like rolling your eyes at all the time. Yeah. You know? He means well, but he's a bit dim. Um. I have notes here that don't make much sense. So Lila and Five meet up in this episode. This is the third episode. And Ken, your microphone went off. How long ago did it go off? Like less than 30 seconds. Oh, that's interesting because I looked up and it was on mute. <laughs> interesting. All we last we heard was that your notes didn't make any sense. And they don't, um, but we have Lila and, and Five fight. They meet up again and they fight for a little while and then they, they have to work together to try to figure out what's going on because it's the end of the world or whatever. Uh, so I like their relationship together. They have pretty good chemistry together. That's what I meant by like, we get these combinations of characters together. I think uh, Victor and Allison work really well together. They, you know, we've already seen them go through a lot of stuff together and they have a connection. Obviously, Allison and Luther had a connection. They've sort of abandoned. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> oh, that's right. But uh, they do have a, um, they they do at some point have some conversations and that goes, that's a little bit later on. And, you know, Klaus and Diego and Klaus, anyone, I guess Klaus and anyone works really well. Um, this is the one where, where Klaus swims in the sewers and goes Breaks into the house and talks to the father. Yeah, right. And teaches him how to hide the pills when mm -hmm. taking. And he bonds with this father. He doesn't. He didn't really bond well with his other father. This father seems to be a little more, not as evil. At least. Yeah. He's almost like a a, a prisoner there. He uh, is a prisoner there. Yeah. I mean, he's drugged. He's yeah. He's watching T.J. Hooker. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But then the the sparrows show up at the hotel. And then that's when Stan comes running with his Molotov cocktail and <laughs> drops it and sets the banner on fire when Diego yells at him. Yeah. Um, and Diego and the sparrows start attacking and the you know, once again the umbrellas are getting an ass whooping and Lester comes down and screams, and that's when Victor yeah. realizes that Lester is Harlan. Yeah. Yeah, and Diego takes his son and puts him over the bar to protect him, and Luther saves uh, Sloan. Sloan, while Alphonse and Jamie won't be down for breakfast anytime soon. <laughs> So it's it's interesting because this is another situation where where they're confronting each other and all they need to do is talk, 
and it would be kind of like, look, we have a, a common enemy, possibly, you know, and and it was, was at this, this point that the sparrows knew about the thing in the basement. Yeah, they knew. Mm -hmm. yeah. So at this point, they they could have easily have said, look, we know it's not you, blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, Harlan comes and and kills two of them. And now it's like, OK, well, that's not they're not going to from this point on, they're not going to be able to get along with each other. <laughs> well, the sparrows were attacking them. Before Harlan came in onto the situation, well, they but, started attacking yeah. them. Yeah, were they? I don't remember, but yeah, they, they were. Well, yeah, because Sloan. Because that's why Diego threw his kid behind the bar. But if, they had, if they had talked instead Luther's, of fighting, I don't. Okay, if they had talked, that they wouldn't have been fighting. But so. Oh, absolutely, I agree with you. But I think that I mean the sparrows are awful yeah. people. Well. Are the sparrows and ben, or is it just really they're feeding off of Ben, who's like the worst? Mostly Ben. Yeah, yeah. mostly Ben. Because even the the Fay or whatever, she she goes, look, let's let's talk, let's figure this out, and he's like, no, I'm number one. Blah, blah, even blah. after the two get killed, she's like, hey, listen, we need help, we need to do this, and he's like, yeah. no, we're gonna go and attack them again. She's like, really? You just got two of our guys killed. Yeah. And then they have a deal. They in this, I think it's episode four. They get a deal. And then five or um, Ben goes, yeah, but we also want Harland. <clears throat> and of yeah. course, that's not going to happen. Victor's not going to give him him up. So, right. Um, it, it they make it difficult to talk <laughs> and iron things out because Ben is always changing the goalpost on what they need to do and stuff. So. Mm -hmm. And and this is when five and Lila have another fight but then decide to work together work together to fix their lila's two malfunctioning briefcases and they manage to slingshot themselves into the commission's headquarters um which is for some reason buried in ice and stan has to clean every hotel room to pay for the damages that they did that's Wait. in the next episode. No, I thought we jumped to four, right? Because now we're talking about. Yeah, we're in four. I mean, everything that we've we just talked about was was leading oh. into oh, four, oh. I think. Yeah. Because the 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 cliffhanger for three was Harlan killing the two. Oh wait 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 wait. This is the one where four is where five meets an old five in the metal lung there. Mm. And then cuts off the tattoo thing. I have one more thing to say about the last episode, though, because the scene where Luther is making the mixtape is hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's right. You're making a mixtape. <laughs> I mean, well, we make mixtapes, but younger fans probably don't even know what the hell we're talking about. Yeah. Like, I mean, and he's got Richie's dancing on the ceiling, which, you know, I thought that was amusing. Well, what year is this supposed to take place? We don't really know. Well, I mean, I thought it was present. Oh, so it? it thought it was current times because these they were all born in 1989, right? Least, and they were all like yeah. 30s. So why is he sitting there with a with tape decks? I mean, it was it's like why is he using I, such old technology? I don't know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. Well, did you also notice that the cars were all old too? Yeah, the cars looked kind of late 70s. It's like everything's like kind of out of whack. I mean, they have even the, the TV that and TJ Hooker is on TV. I'm like, are they in the 80s, pre 89, or 
because uh, that's some of the stuff well, that yeah, they're I mean, using time is like sort of collapsing on itself. Maybe I don't know. Hmm. I mean, it might be just the. I mean, I don't recall what the first few episodes were like because that took place in the first season. I mean, are they trying to be trying to be little out of time? Anyways, they're not trying to lock it into one time. I, I mean, well, I I, I think it, I mean it's supposed to be another not another world, but it's it's supposed to be another um universe kind of. So maybe you know, time is different. There, it's a time like technology. travel show. Yeah, it's a time travel show. So you know, and it, it, they could be in any timeline. It could be an alternate universe thing. They never really say. I mean, they are obviously in the United States because they talk about Pennsylvania and California and stuff. But, um, you know, you, they, they don't really say if it's this universe or some alternate Earth in an alternate time. Have we seen, have we ever seen anyone whip out a cell phone and use a cell phone? No. No, we've never seen a cell phone, I don't think. Interesting. I mean, Would when you, they go back in time, they have it's historically correct. When they talked about the assassination of Kennedy and everything, all that was accurate in yeah. some instances. So it's it's interesting, anyways. I think it's not meant. To, I don't think we need to read into it and say, "Oh, there's no cell phones. Something's going on with the timeline." I think it's just a it's an alternate reality, basically. It's like um, yeah. um, what's the movie? Uh Dr. Manhattan and all them. Oh, you mean Watchmen? Watchmen, yeah. That was 1980s or whatever, and Nixon was still president. And so they have like, it's it's a different, it's a basically a different reality, and we're just supposed to accept it as it is. Yeah. So anyways. Uh, hmm. Yeah. So Allison gets another, she gets a haircut as well. She chops and, her own hair off. And she tries to, um, this is interesting, she tries to tell herself to be happy in a mirror, which is interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, so she's obviously very upset. She's, she's, and she's drinking too. Yep. Drinking a lot. Uh, and she's, you know, goes into that bar in one of the episodes with Diego to get in, to purposely get into a fight. She's obviously, yeah. She's going through some stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, understandable. Not making excuses for her behavior later on, but understandable. Um, there's a scene in this where that Sloan's asking Luther, why is your family planning all this? Is this all part of some plan? And Luther goes, my family can't even decide to put mushrooms on a pizza. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, oh, the brothers okay. are bad at talking about things. Yeah. When the kid, what's the kid's name? Stan. Stan. When Stan, Stan has been punished, uh, he's they send Diego sends Klaus. Klaus with him, which is yeah. great. That's and Klaus is drinking the mouthwash as they're cleaning up the uh, the rooms and stuff like that. So I thought that was and, pretty funny. And Stan thinks he's getting away with uh, stealing, stealing all stuff. the stuff. But Klaus from notices the it. Put it all back, but you can keep the panties. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Then they go to the Klaus white is buffalo. having his own little therapy session with himself. And then they find the white buffalo suite. Hmm. Yeah, not sure what's up with that. Or is it? Well, something's up with that. Because you see it later. Yeah, um, yeah it shows up again in the next episode. Yeah. Well, this episode, the fourth episode, ends on a pretty big cliffhanger as Klaus <laughs> yeah. gets Klaus killed by the harpoon gun. Yeah, th yeah, I could see that coming. As soon as yeah. that kid that up, I was like, "Put it down! Put it down! Put that down!" Nope. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but we never knew what Klaus's po powers were. Well, he talked to he the dead. He could see ghosts. And we never really knew why, because he oh, was yeah. the only one who could see Ben. That's right. Episode four, that's one cliffhanger, but episode four is also when uh, Victor finds out that Harlan is the one that Harlan finds the files of the, the mothers that were killed. Yeah, it was yeah. that in episode five where we see the actual. Harlan is responsible so for killing all the mothers. Yeah. Somehow he's all upset that his mother just dies, that he releases his energy burst or whatever and ends up accidentally killing um, the Umbrella Academy mothers. Yeah. Yeah. He said he could feel them. Yeah. He said they were connected. Like he was connected to the Umbrellas. But he was also somehow connected to their mothers when they were close by. He said that in one of the episodes that yeah. he could feel them inside, and when they were closer, it was like a, like a, a tuning fork vibrating inside. It's interesting. We never had an explanation. We've never had an explanation of where, why everyone, why the, all these mothers all of a sudden. Just became instantaneously pregnant and gave birth. But then they well, instantaneously no. all had their heads blown up. Almost. Yeah, th and that wasn't done by Hargreaves. So no, that was done by the, Harlan. Yeah. No, 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 no. How the mothers became pregnant. pregnant in the first place and had a baby in one day. Yeah, we still don't know what that, that's still a mystery. Yeah. And so, but there's a little bit of Harlan detects the mothers before right they got the pregnant. Time, yeah, right at the time when they're starting, because the the first episode we see the the girl diving into the the pool. That's when she gives birth. Oh, so and then she dies before she dives into the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it happened right about the time that they would have been conceived. You know, like the, the con right. conception. That's when right. it's interesting. So obviously something else is going on here. Um, but Klaus is in a dream state and we see him that he apparently has died many times. <laughs> 55. Is it 55? Yeah. Yeah. Or 50 times previously. He Always return to life because he is now immortal. But he never picked up on the fact that he was immortal. And they show him, and they show the flashbacks of him dying, doing stupid stuff. And there's Klaus like, no, don't. Oh, oh well. 
Especially when he fills off the building. Young Klaus, don't. <laughs> yeah. I, I did like that um, opening montage with Harlan and Sissy when they were, you know, when Harlan was still a kid and every time they had to move. Oh, yeah. And, you know, the first scene and then the next scene is a little shorter and then it's just like... Trunks slamming closing, trunk, slamming yeah. the trunks. Slamming the trunk. I thought that was really well done. Yeah, he can't control his powers and they have to move all the time because he gets into trouble and... Yeah, that's, that's kind of messed. That must have messed him up, you know. Depressing, yeah. Yeah, and then at the end, they had they show the montage of the of the of him. You know what the consequences were of him releasing that burst of energy and killing all those women. Yep. I mean, that was just that was horrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and and old old five, who's in the iron lung. Is missing an arm, so yeah. at some point, I assume five is going to lose his arm. Mm-hmm. Well, unless they go to a different fixed time again, and but haven't we seen old five in the past? Like he grew old with Dolores. Yeah, but I mean, he had different an arm. versions. Had, of, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, we when they went into that, different versions of ben. that room. There was like three chairs set up with drinks and stuff, as if there were other fives coming. Did you notice that they're like the? Well, I noticed the seats. I didn't realize there would be more fives coming, but um, yeah. I mean, we don't number two chairs from prisoner. Uh, let's see. And so Klaus isn't really dead, obviously. Um, but that was funny. What What are you guys playing? Oh, we're playing a game. What's the game (laughs) called? Man in the rug. Oh, I hope you win. (laughs) (laughs) That that. Uh, caretaker guy just just like unflappable. I think he, he that, is that, that the actor that played Death in Supernatural. I think it's I've, seen I've, seen I've never seen Supernatural. Yeah, I think he was in Supernatural. He's a good actor. He's a good guy. He's a good character. Like just the look of him. Yeah. And and then. Um, Diego catches his son with all this stuff, and it's like, what are you doing? And he finds out that he killed Klaus. Klaus. It's like, what are you going to do? Dissolve the body? Well, I just didn't want you to be mad at me. (laughs) The elevator scene, though, we knew it was going to happen, so we were just, all of us, the viewers are watching this, waiting for Klaus to wake up, and... We still, I think I still jumped a little bit when he did. Cause was, oh, <laughs> yeah. So that was pretty funny. I just, Klaus is, I mean, they're all great in their own ways, you know. I like each yeah. character. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Klaus is pretty hilarious. Yeah. And then we find out that the, the growing orb thing that's making people disappear is a is a kugel blitz. Kugel blitz, yeah. And so now we're dealing with a kugel blitz, and five is saying this is what we got to do, and blah blah blah, and everyone else is still kind of off doing their own thing and everything. This is the one where they agree to send to give Harlan to the sparrows. 
but Victor yeah. doesn't Victor doesn't want to and then Allison says oh I'll take care of him and Victor kind of believes believes her which I'm like yeah you know I don't think I don't I know if I give would it Allison, Allison. Yeah. well the group doesn't know that Harlan was the one that that Kill did all others. that stuff yeah right right she's the but, I mean he's the only one that knows yeah Victor's the only one that knows and he's he's not going to say anything because he doesn't want to. Um, well, he knows what would happen. They won't go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. This is the episode when Allison really goes off the deep end and tries to rumor Luther to stay to stay with her, and you know tries to force him to. She tries to do, her, I'm yeah. assuming, you know, she's basically like, I guess, a sexual assault. Mm. Um, and she does make him stop, but I think she's kind of partially drunk. <laughs> well, but I also think she's a little bit horrified that she went that far. Yeah. And knows that she might have. And Luther's just you know, disappointed and manipul feels manipulated and which he was, you know, I mean, it's just, it was a very disturbing scene. Yeah, it was. And then Luther runs off to find Sloan. Yeah. And that, this is the and one. The two of them seem sort of perfect for each other. They're both a little bit dim and sweet and don't seem like they really want to be a part of this whole academy thing anyway you know right. people just seem like they just want to go be happy together <laughs> this is the one where klaus recognizes the future tattoo on the piece of skin that he has he's belonging to a biker king biker gang called mothers of agony who used to sell klaus drugs <laughs> yeah Yeah, they used to sell me drugs. <laughs> yeah, that was amusing. And then who's at the who's at that game? Those Pogo. Tattoos, Pogo. Tattoos. Yeah. And that's it. That's the the cliffhanger for the fifth episode. Yep. Five says they have a maximum of five days before the they live for the completely yeah consumes everything and again that's part of the formula of this show and that's good because that's what you kind of want this formula but it's such a unique way that they're putting it all together that's different from every other season but they always all at some point they are given a deadline we have mm -hmm. x amount of days before we have to do this so now there's a clock in, in the viewers heads that's counting down so now we know that there's they can't just keep going on with this. There's a time limit. And then we right. all you know, are, are they going to be able to save people that disappeared already? We haven't seen anyone disappear. That was. Um, important, important, important you know, other than um, the dog. <laughs> but um, they're all and the one sparrow. Why did one of the sparrows disappear? Oh. Which one? No. Which one was that? Number one. Well, he, he got. Oh, he, he got he. 
walked into it. Right. Walked it into, it. into it. Yeah. Um, well, maybe that's the same thing. Who knows? But yeah. Oh, and this was this was when we see the you know Lila and Diego in bed together, and that door, door opens up. Opens up, and there's like a light behind it. And I did love all the nagel prints in that in that room. I it took me right back to my Duran Duran days. So what? All, maybe this is in the eighties, or maybe that their eighties is comes later. It's it's hard to tell. You never see a date anywhere, but yeah. Well, I mean, the, 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 these stories are are they're not complex. They're not. I mean, they're, they're they're layered. So there's a lot of stuff going on. So it's hard to if you're watching a show and you're bored with it or there's only one story and you're just kind of like yeah yeah i know you can really pick up on details and stuff it's hard to pick up on details in this show unless you watch it a number of times because there's so many layers going on that we're watching these people they just they do such a good job with their acting mm. as their characters even ones we're not that familiar with and and we're watching that we're watching the special effects we're watching the humor watching and so you don't pick up on little stuff in the background i mean while well, we picked up on the driving but um that was a slower scene or whatever but it's just kind of it's refreshing to have that i mean there's not that many shows out there these days and maybe you guys will disagree with me but i don't think obi-wan the show is as good as umbrella academy i think umbrella academy is better written i think obi-wan has a lot of problems it's okay it was fun to watch but it it's not as well constructed as umbrella academy well, Umbrella Academy is not a linear show. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't go from point A to point B to point C. It jumps all over the place. Yeah. And so it does make it a little bit more difficult to notice everything, but it also makes it a hell of a lot more fun to watch. And yeah. I agree with you. I think that, that, I mean, I haven't watched Obi-Wan, so I can't comment on that, but I, I, I get what you're saying about other shows that just sort of go along in a normal time. <laughs> you know, I mean... It's it's almost like what what Doctor Who could be if it was done better. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's interesting because I I keep rem, I'm reminded of and maybe we we mentioned this when we reviewed Loki, but Loki reminds me of Umbrella Academy because it's similar things. They have this commission that's trying to fix time and stuff like that, and they have. Well, but, and I think that that's the beauty of a show that covers an arc over 10 episodes. Yeah. You can do all these cool little funky details and have people go off. And, and I mean, I remember, I don't know if it was season one or season two, people were just not in an episode because they were off doing their own thing. And then you saw that story and then you saw, you know, Vanya's story and then you saw Luther's and, and Allison and, and you but then they all come back together and that's why i think you know when watching doctor who i like the episodes that cover you know there's an arc over three episodes five episodes it works better it allows the companions to have something else to do and it allows for more detail and i don't think unless um, unless stephen moffat does it and then it's total mess up well it can be (laughs) but you know it, it 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 just seems to work better that way. And I, I, that's why I think this works so well is because we've got 10 episodes to, to 
you know, basically two and a half days have have gone by in these first five episodes. That's it, yeah. two and a half days. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think the most important thing with Umbrella Academy and Firefly and other Joss Whedon shows have done it as well, and there's a lot of other shows that have done it, is they've established these characters right away. They're not... Mm-hmm. The, they're not unique characters per se. They, they're okay, Klaus. Within a very short period of time, they they introduce a character like Klaus or or Luther or whatever, and within minutes, we go, okay, I know who that is now. And you put them off the side, and every time we see them from this point on, they do things that enhance that, yep. that acknowledgement of it. And we, you know, I knew Luther was going to say that. But I didn't, you know, and, and that's typical Luther. It's typical Klaus. That's typical Diego. It doesn't make the characters boring. It makes them, they're writing those characters so they're not out of character. Once in a while, something yeah. happens and Allison's gone off the deep end a little bit. And it's like, whoa, I don't know if Allison would have done, but because there's motivations and stuff. But once you have the characters down, like in Firefly, the first episode of Firefly, we knew those characters. And the second episode we already knew what they what they kind of were going to be like yep now you can concentrate on the story well yeah i mean that's that's the beauty of having good character development whoever created those characters obviously wrote a backstory yeah and 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 knows their personalities they didn't just throw them down on a piece of paper they're not one-dimensional and and it makes for a much better show and and i don't want to bash doctor who all the time but in an episode where Yaz comes in, we don't know what she was going to do. Right. Because we don't know. There's there's nothing. I mean, in the first episode, we knew she was a, a police officer and, and there was a little bit of a direction. And then they've totally abandoned that. Yeah. And they didn't they didn't do anything else beyond that. And then later at the end, they like, oh, well, she might be in love with a doctor or whatever. And that was her thing. And then we knew the one, there was another guy, I don't remember his name, but he, he, he couldn't ride a bike. And then, you know, um, mm-hmm. so it was, it was hard to, it's, a, I mean, obviously they do a better job with Umbrella Academy. I'm not saying Umbrella Academy is a better show it, at the, at, at the moment it is, I think, than Doctor Who, but, um, yeah, yeah. The, the character development, and especially this last um, block with Jodie Whittaker and her companions, you never you never get any backstory. I mean, at least with Clara, as much as I disliked Clara, especially towards the end of her run, um, you got backstory on her, you know? You knew yeah. something about her. You knew something about Amy. You knew something about Rose. And and martha like you knew about these people but there was like these the the most recent companions with doctor who they were just plopped in and there was no development and and we continually said there was too many companions for doctor who the three too many well Mm -hmm. here we are here we are in umbrella academy and how many characters do we have and it's not six main ones and a whole bunch of background it's not too many so what's the difference it's like can you not juggle three companions? So when we were kind of, and, and yeah, again, they have less episodes a little bit. Well, the last season was anyways. So yeah, that they're doing it wrong. And mm-hmm. Umbrella Academy is doing it right. And the characters are, they're not normal. <laughs> so you that, know, I mean, it's the same, it's the same genre-ish of show it's a time travel show yeah. 
of people. I mean, they happen to have special powers, but the doctor has his sonic screwdriver, which basically does everything these days. Mm. Um, you know, so. Yeah, I, I think one of the things that makes makes the characters they're, they're more cartoonish in Umbrella Academy. They have. Um, okay, Luther's going to be a little slower and stuff like that. They can't do that in Doctor Who because they can't make a companion slower because it's not a comedy. It's not, it is and it isn't. It would be, there, there's, it's more based in reality. And I, uh, does yeah. that make sense? It, it kind of like, they're supposed to be real people, whereas this Umbrella Academy, you know, none of us. Supernatural, you know, yeah. Yeah, Klaus is just over the top. They're all over the top, basically. Yeah. The, over the top versions of, and that's, works in this show but it wouldn't work in doctor who necessarily i don't think right no the villain the villains can be over the top and have been over the top but and maybe the doctor can a little bit but not the companion so maybe so it's hard to compare the two but it, but it's still you know it's not that difficult i guess just look at what the umbrella academy is doing or joss whedon which the nevers we thought we had the a lot of the characters were locked in pretty early yeah, it doesn't look like that's coming back. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't seem it, does it? It's really too bad. I really enjoyed that yeah. show. <sighs> anyway. But anyway, this, I'm looking forward to watching the next um, episodes, and now I don't know what to watch, if I should finish this or if I should watch Stranger Things. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Too many things to watch. Well, we have um, our plan is this is going to be posted um, – next week because we have one more week this is going to be posted next weekend coming up and um you just have to edit this part out because you haven't stopped recording have you no but well okay let, let, let's finish it off because the viewer well i guess when they listen to this it'll already be next week see right. the time paradox i just <laughs> created i just created a kugel a kugel so board. is there going to be a red ball on the other side of the I, there's the one cellar just, wall there's a, yeah it's, i just see it appearing right here and it's, uh, anyways, um, anything else about this, these five episodes? And then the next time we, we, our next podcast, we'll deal with the remaining five, which I'm eager to watch. Me too. Because I don't know how they're going to get out of this, <laughs> which is another good reason. Another good point of this series is we don't know how they're going to get out of it because we can't, even I though can't we can. see anything coming in this series. I never have been able to tell what's going to happen. It's fantastic. That's what I love about it. One and, of the many things. And I just said the characters are, they're not predictable, but we know the characters, but we don't know the situation all around it. So that's right. the good thing about this. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So anything else? No. Nope. Okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs>